The Palomar Cancer Institute is going to be all about family. I get to understand their story, what they've been through in life, and how to get them back to that story, help them defeat the fear of cancer, get through that journey, and you get to see the real person emerge underneath the illness. We're going to put a lot of time and energy into making sure that you get the experience that, that we would want if we were patients. At Palomar Health, we are the leaders in quality and expertise in the region. Week four of the high school football season in the books. John Schaefer joined once again by Jonathan Rifkin here on Left Coast Sports. We're going to look ahead to our upcoming action here on Your View. We've got Thursday Night Football for you coming up this week. Escondido and Oceanside. We're going to recap what happened this past week. We had Lincoln and Modern Day. Lincoln rolling and winning 54-19. As always, this episode brought to you by Palomar Health. Champions aren't made overnight. They're created through practice, determination, and dedication. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. Again, you can catch our weekly action throughout the high school football season, game time on your view. This Thursday, we'll have one for you. Again, Escondido, Oceanside, Jonathan will be on the call with Jack Cronin. So, Jonathan, we go back to this past Thursday night. We were on the call at Modern Day. We saw... Lincoln on display, led by Achilles Smith Jr. Slow start, but 54 points and a big 54-19 win. Yeah, 54 points in three quarters. Remember, this game was 7-0, modern-day Catholic going into the second quarter. And then Lincoln ripped off 34 straight points in the 12 minutes of football to go up 34-13. to Remember, modern-day Catholic scored the touchdown, missed the PAT. Um, so that was a 34-13 to halftime lead for Lincoln. And really felt effortless for Achilles Smith Jr., who is dubbed as the number one dual threat quarterback uh, in the nation for the class of 2025. It was it was definitely a tale of two different quarters in that first half, John. Felt like modern-day Catholic ripping off that big 71-yard touchdown reception by Isaiah Buxton would be able to, to level out the momentum a little bit that Lincoln had coming into the game. And then, you know, the next play was a response from Achilles Smith Jr. with a 74-yard uh, touchdown pass. So, uh, it, it was fun for it was it was fun to route, but it was competitive throughout the first 12 minutes. And then, like you said, Lincoln, I mean, they were on display for the rest of this game. Yeah. You know, I was impressed by Lincoln because they had to deal a little bit with adversity. And then Achilles Smith Jr. is able he makes it look so effortless. We, we talked about that throughout the course of the broadcast. Truth be told, it, it wasn't just his ability through the air or even with his legs. He's got a really good rushing attack. I thought the offensive line was outstanding. Donald Reed, the third really was good on the ground. The tailback went for, went for over 100 yards. And when they got going, as we talked about there, Jonathan, with the 34 unanswered points or whatever it was, you just saw their athleticism as a team on display. It's like if, if anything didn't go modern day's way, Lincoln was able to capitalize on it. And we saw that at the end of the first half. And then once you're trailing by 20 or 30 points against a team as good as Lincoln, you're basically out of the game. Credit to modern day. You know, they did score late. Um, but... And in the end, it was one-sided, obviously. Yeah, I mean, Cartel Purvis just didn't have enough time in the pocket for uh, for modern day. He did a lot to try and extend plays, to try to make something out of nothing. But when you don't have a lot of time against one of the best front seven teams in the state of California, dare I say, uh, it's going to be tough sledding. Again, he looked really good. He was keen. He was physical. He could move. Just a junior getting his first varsity chops of his career so there's a lot of positives to take away here from the quarterback cartel purpose and modern day Catholic. But again, just not a ton of help with the offensive line, the running game. They just cannot get it going 
out of the backfield. And I mean, you mentioned Donald Reed, the third and Lincoln, but how about CJ Williams, seven for 81, 12, uh, 12 yards per touch, a touchdown as well, four rushing touchdowns as a whole for, uh, for Lincoln. And then I will say the other thing too, there were, there were moments where Achilles Smith Jr. got squeezed out. He was forced into a bad decision and he threw an interception coming into this game, 10 touchdown passes, zero interceptions thrown from Achilles Smith Jr. Walks away three touchdowns, two interceptions through the year in this game. So, uh, again, a, a couple more positives to be taken here for Modern Day Catholic defensively. It's interesting because we talked about this a lot last week. Modern Day got off to a bad start a year ago. I mean, they were winless in their first four games. They end up as state champions. They're now 0-3 on the year. Lincoln a year ago played a lot like this, right? I mean, they basically steamrolled their way into a state tournament, ended up as state champs for the first time in school history. I mean, as you look ahead here with what Lincoln has to come, with what Modern Day has to do, could you see Modern Day flipping the script in the second half of the season like they did a year ago? Yeah, you know, they're at Point Loma. This is a pointer team that comes in two and two. Um, it's at home for Point Loma, so Modern Day Catholic back on the road. So four of their first five games of the season on the road, or actually three of their first four on the road. They host St. Augustine in the following week, next week. Um, I think Modern Day Catholic wins this game. They'll get their first win of the season. That should give them, give them some momentum. St. Augustine, a bit hit or miss this year, young quarterback. Uh, young skill positions defense that is still finding itself. So I think that we could see modern day Catholic at two and three going into league and in a league that they should win. OTA ranch having it down here, Bonita Vista, um, never really that competitive in conference Montgomery. Oh, and three to start their season. So the only team in conference for modern day Catholic to be worried about is East Lake and East Lake is zero and three to start the season as well. So I do think that modern day Catholic will be fine. Once they get to league, it's just about taking care of business against Point Loma and against St. Augustine at home. On the other side for Lincoln, this is, I mean, a gauntlet. So you, you host Cajon, which is the best team out of San Bernardino. Names like Jaden Daniels, right, with five uh, first-half touchdown passes for LSU last week in their win. Um, Cajon puts out boys. They're 3-0 coming into this game. So Lincoln will have their hands full. I, I expect them to win this game. Strength of schedule for Cone, not nearly what it is for Lincoln beating those two southern section schools in the Hawaii team before taking down modern-day Catholic. And then you have Inglewood, a winnable game at home. And then league starts. Madison, St. Augustine, University City, never easy games. Then a, a neutral site Cathedral Catholic League game thrown in there as well. So I think if Lincoln's going to lose one, it's going to be to Madison. I think they'll handle Cathedral Catholic. They'll handle St. Augustine, University City. We could see an undefeated uh, season from the Hornets. All right. So we're through week four now, Jonathan. We've been talking about Lincoln's, you know, win over modern day, their schedule upcoming, modern day's upcoming schedule as well. What were some other impressions of yours in week four? I know La Jolla Rancho Bernardo, there was Helix Madison. What were your takeaways in those two games? Yeah. I mean, it, you never really see La Jolla not score consistently. Mm. This is a La Jolla team really well coached Tyler Roshan company always have really good quarterbacks and I mean, they put up six points in the in the third, and Link, uh, and Rancho Bernardo, who got shut out in the second half, was able to put up a 13 spot in the second and, and score that touchdown in the first half, So or in the first quarter. Um, and they do it mostly on the ground. 35 rushes, 269 yards, six different running backs, 19 for 145 for Tariq Fisher. So I think Eric Weddle's sort of figuring out the identity of this offense for Rancho Bernardo, and that's where we're going to try and pound the uh, ground the pound. Pound the ground. Yeah, there we go. Um, <laughs> say that six times fast. And, and let Hugo Thompson work, right? He was still productive as a quarterback. Eight for 10 for 179 yards. I mean, you're not going to get much more efficient than that with the touchdown yeah. pass. So, 
I think that Weddle really wants the ground game to be the prominent force offensively for Rancho Bernardo. Um, and then that takes the onus off of the quarterback, Thompson, who's a junior who really struggled last year because they had no offensive line. Um, and then he can cook when he gets his opportunity. So very impressive stuff from Rancho Bernardo coming into this game. Uh, and they also destroyed time of possession, 28 minutes to 19 minutes for La Jolla. So very, very impressive um, from a team that I'm excited to see in a couple of weeks. I'm calling their game at Del Norte. So a couple of uh, Super Bowl champions, Nick Bardet against Eric Weddle in that one. And then, yeah, I mean, this might have been dubbed as the game of the week because post-Lincoln, modern-day Catholic, it wasn't that close. People thought, well, Helix, number three team in San Diego. Madison at the time was number six in San Diego. Those two teams should be somewhat evenly matched. Madison maybe has the best defense in the county. And then Helix just goes in and destroys them 53-19. And this is a Helix team that's been down the last few seasons. They've had some really good running backs. Uh, but now we're seeing them uh, come back and look the way that, I, mean, I don't probably maybe not like the Reggie Bush days, but something resembling it, right? Because they're still running the ball 29 times on the ground. It's incredibly consistent. Their defense is really, really good. And I mean, they have receivers everywhere. Three different receivers with a touchdown. Jackson Daniels, four for 56, two touchdowns for Helix. So um, very impressive for a Highlander team um, that had some questions going into this game and ended up on the right side of it. All right, so week five is going to kick off Thursday night. You can watch it. It's our game time high school football game of the week on Your View Channel 4. Jonathan's going to be on the call this week with Jack Cronin. Escondido at Oceanside. What are your expectations as we kick off week five under the lights, 7 p.m. Thursday night? Yeah, this is an Escondido team that really struggled a year ago, John. Oceanside has been given the benefit of the doubt the last five or so years, and they eventually got moved down there in Division Three. They play in the Valley League. Um, and both these teams, I think, are having a bit of a resurgence. Now, again, Oceanside used to be a perennial in the 90s, early 2000s, putting out names, um, former Heisman winners. So they, they have this pedigree, but we're going to be seeing, we're going to see uh, a showcase of two young quarterbacks, a freshman at Escondido named Caden Thompson, who has had a really good start to the season. He's a 77% completion percentage. He's passing for 227 yards per game, 11 touchdowns. The big question is his interception total six. So almost a two to one touchdown to interception ratio, but still 77% completion, 227 yards in the air. Escondido not really keen to rush. They only have 44 total carries this season. Uh, and that goes for 87 yards. So they're really not a team that wants to run the football. That's the antithesis of what we're going to see um, from Oceanside, a team that loves to run the football. They're, Problem is they haven't been doing it effectively, only 35 yards per game, hmm. and they're at, but they're averaging over 20 carries per game. So you got to think something's going to give. You don't really want somebody outside your – or you don't really – you'd prefer, I guess, somebody outside of just uh, Gio Nua, who's their running back, uh, to find some sort of space in the backfield, but it's going to be mostly done um, by their sophomore, Andrew Miller, the new quarterback, 33 for 55 coming into this game. Also averaging about 200 yards through the year, but again, a team that wants to run, they just haven't been able to get it going. I'm interested to see how the offenses take shape in this game. Defensively, Escondido's given up a ton of points. They gave up, uh, what, 21 points last week against Vista, a team that we saw, a team that really struggled in their first three games of the season. So some, some question marks there, Oceanside looking to capitalize there, and then Oceanside's defense is really good. And if, if Escondido can't perform through the air the way they have been through the first four games of their season, they're two and two, Oceanside's two and two, um, then they could have a really tough time. So it's really going to be Oceanside's defense versus Escondido's offense. 
And Oceanside, of course, has to find a way to get into the end zone primarily through the air. But if they can get the running game going, I think that's their preference uh, out at home on a Thursday night. Yeah, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Again, your view, Channel 4. And then, Jonathan, you kind of look ahead to our schedule. We, we kind of previewed it maybe a couple of weeks ago before the start of the high school football season in San Diego County. I'm wondering if any of your opinion has changed on what we have still to come or what you've seen potentially from, from any of these teams or your expectations for these matchups. Because in a couple of weeks, we'll have LaCroix Country Day and Bishop. That's going to be a Saturday game. Then we're going to have a lot of Thursdays. Hilltop at East Lake. That'll be our fifth game in early October. We've got El Cap and Mount Miguel in the middle of October. We have Mission Hills El Camino later in October. We've got Madison and St. Augustine coming up late October as well. Then we'll have a ninth matchup the final week of October, a matchup that's still to be determined. But when you look ahead beyond Escondido at Oceanside this weekend, which of those matchups still to come are you looking forward to? Yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff coming. And Bishop, let's go to the La Jolla Country Day Bishops game that's coming up. It's a Saturday game that we're doing. Um, Bishops has really struggled this year. This is a Bishops team that had Tyler Buckner, who, in my opinion, should probably be starting for Alabama, especially what we saw from their offense against uh, against Texas this past weekend. But he was at Notre Dame. He was really good at Notre Dame. Um, and they've sort of fallen off since then offensively. They have a coaching change, brand new coaching staff. Um, but I think that they're going to get their money's worth. They're going at Mount Miguel, a Mount Miguel team that has literally never been competitive in San Diego. They get uh, Verlaine Botepe. They get TJ McKay, who's the offensive coordinator, brand new coaching staff. And all of a sudden, Mount Miguel is 4-0, maybe a top 15 in, team in San Diego. So Bishop's on the road at Mount Miguel. Uh, that's going to really show us a lot. If Bishop's can find a way to get a win there, um, that could do wonders for a team that is really searching for its identity early on in this season. Um, and then this Helix Cathedral Catholic game. I know that's not a game uh, or two of those teams that we're necessarily expected to see on your view, but a game to pay attention to. There's a ton of section implications for this. Cathedral Catholic one and three, but all three of those, those losses come from teams outside of San Diego who are ranked nationally in like the top 20, 25, depending on uh, which source you're looking at. And then Helix is five and zero oh and just dominated Man Madison. And that'll be up at Cathedral Catholic. So that's a really interesting game to watch. Poway Del Norte is going to be a great game. Poway always tough. Carl's bad Ramona. Um, <laughs> Ramona. What we saw from Ramona against uh, a real a Vista team wasn't really indicative because Vista's been struggling. They're going through a rebuild period. Ramona finally took their first loss last week. They're 2-1 and one on the season. Carl's bad at home, basically unstoppable. Um, but we saw what Ramona's defense can do. And if they could figure out a way to score some points against a Carlsbad defense that doesn't give up more than 12, 15 points a game, uh, that could actually be a really good football game. And then going down the list here, a uh, Lacoste Canyon at Fallbrook's going to be a great game as well. And El Camino Mount Carmel. This is Mount Carmel team with with uh, a quarterback in Tom Apeo, who his older brother played there. Now he plays D2. Um, they're three and one. Haven't seen a Mount Carmel start like this for nearly five years. El Camino at two and one, top 10 team in San Diego, going back to restoring the glory that they had in the early 2000s. Uh, that's a 7-15 kick on Friday. Uh, I'm going to be paying attention to this game. ton of implications around the section. Malcolm L could pull off this upset, um, but El Camino trying to get into the top five by the time we see them in a couple of weeks. So another really interesting game to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, we'll see. Like you said, El Camino, Mission Hills, that'll be uh, October 19th. But again, this week, Escondido and Oceanside. Our next game will be at the end of September, La Jolla Country Day at Bishop, Saturday, September 30th at 7 p.m. All right, we're looking forward to it. Escondido at Oceanside. Jonathan Rifkin on the call with Jack Cronin. Make sure to join us 
Game time on your view. You can watch our game time high school football game of the week on your view channel four. And a reminder, this episode brought to you by Palomar Health. Champions aren't made overnight. They're created through practice, determination, and dedication. Palomar Health, champions of healthcare, champions for you. Uh, Jonathan, before you go, how do you, how do you keep this all organized? Because you're doing Thursday night games. You're doing a lot of Friday <laughs> games. You've been doing some college football games on Saturday. Um, I don't know if this week is a little lighter than your previous weeks, but how have you been able to keep this all organized to start? Uh, a lot of tea and honey. A lot of tea <laughs> and honey um, and caffeine. You know, my sleep schedule has been all messed up. It's been a lot, of, but it's been fun. Like this is... In my opinion, this is the best job that anybody could have, right? Like we get to show up. It's different every single time you show up to a football game. And in this case, we're talking about football that we're calling. It's completely different. You never know what you're going to see. You never know who the big performers are going to be. And, and our job is as much fun as, as it is to actually go and watch it. Our job is to be um, sort of that, that connector between the viewer and what's going on in the game. And like to me, that is so cool that we have this responsibility to, to bring a certain quality and expectation and entertainment to all these viewers. So I think that having that in the back of my head just keeps on pushing me, keeps me going. Um, you know, overtime game on Friday night at Del Norte, they pulled out the win. Overtime football game, college football game, USD and Colorado Mesa. Mesa pulled off the upset back-to-back. I mean, within 24 hours, I called two football games that went into overtime. Um, and I it was a total blast. So that's how I keep it going. I just love it. And I get to work with amazing people like you and like Jack Cronin and uh, yeah, we're just going to keep it rolling. Well, we, we're fortunate to work with you. We, we've had a lot of fun. It's been a great start to this high school football season. Um, and it was great to have you on the call again, doing play-by-play this past Thursday night for Lincoln's big win over Modern Day. So again, join us Thursday, Escondido and Oceanside. We'll be doing it each and every week throughout the course of the high school football season. We'll be getting you ready. We'll be looking back. And for Jonathan Rifkin, my name's John Schaefer, and you've been watching Left Coast Sports.